As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shaker Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Ibera. Michele, what's up? Well, first of all, I'm alone. So it's the, the entire house is for me. Wow. Um, and I got to spend last night watching Vasily Mitic um, with, um, I think it was a Georgian national television that was streaming somehow mm-hmm. a game from the past. Mm. So I, I took like an hour and a half of my time listening to like words in a language <laughs> that I don't know, just to just to watch some message and how are you saying it? I think that the pronunciation they use in Europe is message, message, which is Z, message, yes. And I think that it also should be used for donsich, but I'm not ready to use it. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing that. It's very hard to do, but uh, if you hear like the these YouTube, yeah, um, like. Full game videos, they you will hear Mitsich. Mitsich. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm probably gonna stick with Mitsich myself. I think that's allowed. You can clearly see a C, you don't clearly see the accent <laughs> is above it. So it's uh yeah. I'll ask him and then we'll be on our like wild goose chase of how these guys want their names said. <laughs> like like Casson. And Casson, uh no, that, that you know. was weird. Yeah, that was that was a little too much. Uh, okay, so we haven't done a podcast in a week, which is yeah. pretty rare for us. We did have that pod with Anthony Slater that posted Wednesday. That's kind of cool. Slater's going to be doing some Thunder stuff throughout this season for The Athletic. And so Whoa, uh, you will see, news. You'll see Slater um, on Down to Dunk throughout the year as well. So that will be good. Um, let's see. So Mark Degnault. Got a contract extension, which we don't have the details yet. Multi-year contract extension for Mark. Mm-hmm. And I think it's well-deserved. I think he's done a, a really good job up to this point. He's done what the Thunder have asked. The development of the players is going in the right direction. They've been able to find guys like Isaiah Joe based on the the system of play that they have. Also, like I mean, Lindy Waters and been able to maximize guys like Aaron Wiggins and Spots because of the offensive system that they have in place. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's done a, a good enough job to this point. They want to play in game, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I think he deserves it. Does it mean that he's going to be the coach for the next decade? I don't know. Um, yeah, nobody knows. I think we still need to see Mark coach a playoff series, um, mm-hmm. multiple playoff series at that I, don't, I wouldn't bring judgment to him after one playoff series, but let's get him multiple playoff series and we can find out 
what kind of coach he, he really is. I think those are the moments where you really find out who you are whenever you're in these pressured moments. But he's he's clearly a, a good NBA coach and has done a great job with this group. They really trust him and uh, enjoy being around him. And I feel the same way. I like him a lot. I think he's doing a great yeah. job. Yeah, from, from afar, he seems like a very, very good coach. And there is something that I already addressed, I think, in the, on this podcast, but I want to go back to that. It's the Mike Muscala thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we all envy the Heat because they keep finding these players. Yeah. And when they are on another team, they are not necessarily the same player. Mm-hmm. Um, with Mike Muscala and the Thunder, it was actually a very similar thing. Mike was great for OKC. I mean, he was just part of every successful lineups. And he goes to Boston. He doesn't even crack the rotation. He plays like maybe like 10 games, starts some, like come off the bench. But it's not really a player that you can see. You can can say he was integrated in Boston's rotation. Mm -hmm. Um, And OKC got two, two seconds or one second. I don't remember. I think two. Two. Yeah. So these things speak so highly about how good of a coach Mark Dignall is. Not in just in terms of development, but in terms of, hey, I have a player. I need to maximize him while he maximize the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And being able to do that with veteran guys is is a skill that you need to have in order to get, like, maybe not the the priciest veteran on the market but if you can get a player that is functional for you and you make him worth more than when he came yeah. then you did an amazing job mm-hmm. and i mean i'm not saying that they is spo um even if i listen to the great um podcast that david aldridge did um the, the great interview it yeah. was an amazing one i suggest yeah, everyone great. just like finish to listen to this but then just like listen to Andrew and all the the athletic crew like talking about LeBron and the Spo interview and the Coach K interviews are just yeah they're really good they're real it's really entertaining we're doing this series um, on LeBron on the Athletic NBA show for two weeks so we're in week two now uh, an episode about Steph Curry dropped today about LeBron and Steph and it's super it's super fun I mean it's all very fresh memories of you know that rivalry so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of little nuggets that I didn't even know that that were in that episode. So, yeah, go listen to it. Uh, go listen to the whole series. I mean, the whole thing is really good. It's all really fun. Um, um, let me ask you something mm-hmm. before we continue on this mm-hmm. Thunder podcast. Just stop for a second, project yourself back 10 years, and now tell your future self, hey, in 10 years, you'll be the host of a LeBron James series on the athletic podcast. Yeah, that would tell you that you are an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, just, it's, it's unbelievable. I feel yeah. outrageously blessed to be able to do it. And it's been, fu- it was really fun to do. I'd never really done voiceover stuff before. Mm-hmm. And so that was really fun. But yeah, the series is great. The job is unbelievable. Uh, I feel very, very, very lucky to be able to do it. I'm thankful that you guys are listening right now or live with us here on YouTube. I mean, it's just all just overwhelming if I stop and think about it. So I'm very, very grateful. Um, As should coach Mark Degnault, who also should look back 10 years ago and think. Yeah. I mean, the guy was not a college basketball player, not even a great high school basketball player. And was just like a graduate, it's like an assistant at Holy Cross, just like a graduate assistant at Holy Cross. Ends up in Florida with Billy Donovan. Not even like his like secondhand man or anything. Like it was like a lower level assistant. Yeah. And Presty just identified him. I mean, that's that's something that Sam, you know, should get credit for. And you see it throughout the organization. And I've been lucky enough to be able to be around the team and be around the organization quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And you see that development happens throughout the entire organization. It's not just yeah. the players. It's not even just the coaches. You know, there's people that started as like PR interns that are now working full time. 
that have grown into like great professionals, like through the thunder, you know, it's just a, it's an environment that really breeds development throughout the entire place. And it sounds cliche and it sounds, I don't know, maybe it sounds cheesy, but you know, it's true. It's true. You know, what, what they've been able to do with Mark taking him from a G from a, a guy who was sitting toward the end of the bench as a coach for Billy Donovan made him a G league coach took a risk, honestly, making him the G League coach. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was on Billy's bench for one year and then became the head coach. Um, it's a wild journey for him and yeah. and one that is a very, very uncommon. And so I, th- I think that he deserves a lot of credit. The Thunder deserve a lot of credit for developing him and for giving him a chance. And, you know, the, a lot of people think like, oh, tanking is so bad. It's so bad for so many people and it's so bad for this and that. And if this team wasn't tanking, I'm not sure that Mark would have gotten a chance. You know, no. Yeah. I mean, already people don't know who Mark Degnault is, uh, but people really wouldn't they have will. any clue who he was if if the Thunder didn't tank. Because I, I think they that job was for him. They yeah. had had identified somebody that cared so much about development and was going to invest so much in these young guys that I think he was the person for that job. You know. Yeah, and being able to create an environment where you're not losing on purpose, never. Like, I I agree that when tanking is, hey, I'm, I'm really trying not to coach because I don't want to give this team any structure. I just want to do whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there was a single moment. Well, maybe, maybe a few where the team was not going 100% over the past three years. I think it was like toward and, the end of the season where they were just like, I mean, yeah, there was the Cal- the Kalidzakis stuff, you know like that that yeah, kind of, of stuff, course, but but that is <clears throat> that is taking a group, um, making them playing hard, taking away pieces so that they can see if they st- they can still play hard, mm-hmm. maybe they will win less, and organically building good stuff. Yeah, like the team that won that won forty games last year was in part due to the, the fact they learn how to win mm-hmm. in moments, not for the entire length of the season, mm-hmm. which gave OKC a little bit of an issue after the All-Star break. I think that they are not there yet in terms of, hey, we need to go out and win and win every single possession. Um, and that is also because they, they had a shortened season. And, and for them, last season was a very good test because yeah. they, they played, like Shea played two 50-game season. Yeah. And being able to distribute the effort and being there present every single time, even late in the season, was not something that he was used to anymore. And and that part was kind of lost in the in those two years. But the playing styles, the other principles, those were there, and and, and you could tell uh, because otherwise there is no forty win. Um, of course, there is shade development. There is Josh Giddy taking a step. There is Jada yeah. being awesome, and and mm-hmm. and many other things. But mm-hmm. like in spurts, you could already see that team brewing in the two tanking seasons. Yeah. So good job, Mark. Even Kenrich is like a yeah a story for this franchise that doesn't get talked about. Lou Dort is another one. Yeah. That and Dort just kind of like forced his way through the door, you know, of that yeah. Chris Paul team. But Kenrich Williams was a throw-in. Oh, I, th- made- I thought you were saying that Dort was forcing Dort out, but uh, yeah, also wow. also in okay. Okay. for that CP3 team. Yes, um, Kenrich is a <laughs> developmental story for them. You know, I mean, he was a throw-in, and he made a great impression, great first impression on them. I mean, they they knew who he was beforehand, but you know, yeah. Kenrich Williams was not seen as like some great rotation player thrown into that trade, and. There were teams that probably would have offered a first rounder for him at the deadline yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. And the Thunder want to keep him around. And he's just a helpful player. I mean, that that's when they were cooking on all cylinders whenever Kenrich was the guy at the five for them. And yeah. you know, I think that that is a is pretty important part of the story for the Thunder is just having guys like Kenrich and Isaiah Joe and Dort. And Wiggins and all, I mean, all those guys were just anybody could have had them. And the Thunder yeah. have found them and, and nurtured their games and kind of helped them figure out a place in the league. And that's 
that's credit to Mark. It's credit to Sam and their whole team. But I'm not sure that yeah. you could have figured all that out without Degnault being in place. Yeah, and every team finds these little, um, well, these players here and there. But the fact that also KC is doing that um, while having a war chest of picks is surely a testament that this organization yeah. and the coach are aligned in in doing things right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at just that lineup with basically no center, I mean, they were mm-hmm. they were incredible. And I wish yeah. they would have had more time. I wish they could have closed the uh, – I wish they could have closed – the season with that lineup available because yeah. it was just, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was when they even, I mean, I'm looking at a lineup of cleaning the glass. It only had 41 possessions, but it's Shea, Isaiah, Joe, J dub Dort and Kenrich plus 46. Yeah. I saw that yesterday. I was doing some like digging around in numbers and uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be so many more interesting lineup combinations this year and so much more for Mark to play with and less developmental projects than there have been in the past and more yeah. just like, hey, here are good players for you to mix and match and to throw in. And there's going to be development happening. You know, I still think, I mean, Jang was really good in pretty big spurts during summer league. Mm-hmm. But he still needs developmental minutes. Like there's just no doubt about it. Yeah, and Poku as well is going to need more developmental minutes. Is it wrong to say that I I feel that Jang will get minutes for a long stretch of the season, no matter what? For Poku will not be the same. I mean, it's year four for Poku. It's year two mm-hmm. for Jang. I mean, yeah. I I I also just think that. I mean, they just, I mean, they expended three first rounders and the 11th yeah. pick to get Jang. And they, it was the 17th pick, you know, four years ago for Poku. Yeah. You know, Poku has to, re- if Poku wants to make it, I mean, he's really got to establish himself. If you look, he definitely played well in at points last season. Mm-hmm. But you look at the lineup data and it's just really hard. Oh to find anything that backs that up just because you look at Poku, if you filter him in lineups where he was the power forward minus 11.9. Yeah. But filter out the lineups with Jerry at the center, please. (laughs) Those lineups were just bad lineups. I mean, with Jerry at center, without Jerry at center. Yes. If you take him out, you'll see Poku's number going a little bit higher but not too much no it's worse is it yeah it's worse don't do okay. that don't do even, that. even with poku at center let's put poku at center let me put poku at center and let me remove jeremiah and see <laughs> see if that helps because that did not help <laughs> he was there were no it's not it's worse it's even worse than <laughs> it's even okay. worse than the power forward spot it's minus 14.8 with jeremiah off and poku at center Wow. The most for some reason so I it, did that. With Shay, J Dub, Dort, Giddy, and Poku. Two hundred and one possessions. Guess what the differential is? Plus four point seven. No. Okay. You are so far off, I'm not even gonna tell you what it is. I'm gonna make you guess. No, again. tell me, please. Minus twenty four and a half. Wow. Okay. Minus 24 bad. and a half. That's bad. And that's with, <laughs> I left the Jerem, I left the JRE off the court filter on as well. So that's just no Jeremiah mm-hmm. at all in all of these. And it's a minus 14.8 still Yeah, with Poku at center. So there's just a, and there are good lineups in there, certainly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of combinations of Poku at center. It's a lot. Yeah. But, we we've got to start with the amount of good players that are on this team now. We've got to start seeing positive Poku minutes, and I think I think yeah. he's capable. I do think he's skilled enough, 
and I hate that he had the break, but I do think he's doing better and that he's training and he's he's mm-hmm. back in action now. So I don't think there's any like concern mm-hmm. about him. But there needs to. I mean, he, he's up. I mean, there's been no contract extension. There's been no true negotiations that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. I think it's still just like a wait and see. You know, similar with Darius Baisley. There were no real negotiations. There was no talk on what they were going to do with him. And they ended up trading him at the deadline. Same could happen with Poku. Or maybe he plays well. Because I do think he has some versatility. But he's got to get... He's got to have, He's got to be two things. He's got to be a better shooter. And then he's got to be stronger. And if yeah. he can do those two things, I think he does everything else well enough to make an impact on the court, but Poku's going to have to, he's going to have to make some changes. I think somebody asked a question in the chat about Poku. I'm trying to see who it was. Yeah, Bronton. He said, I really hope we can see Poku's minutes like he was before injury. He really had worked on his game. Yeah, I think he had too. I think he's gotten better from where he was in year one. Sure. Certainly. But he had a long way to go. After yeah. year one. And now you look at the team and boy, there's good players up and down the roster that need minutes that deserve to play minutes. Chet Holmgren chief among them is going to play a ton yeah. of minutes. Now there's going to be games that he just flat out won't play where they're going to rest him. That's probably going to happen. I don't know that for sure, but that would just be my guess. I mean, you bring in Mitchich, who's going to play a lot. Case and Wallace is going to get, a chance he's picked 10th overall and they, you know, made a trade to get him. I mean, Kenrich Williams is going to come back. Jay will is going to play a lot. I think he's going to be a more trusted member of the rotation than Poku is. I think Jang can play multiple positions, including the four. I think Davis Bertans is going to come in. He's not going to play every game, but he's going to play some minutes. J dub can play the power forward. So that'll take minutes there. Aaron Wiggins can play named already like 14 players. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why Poku can't just show up to camp and just be Poku. He's got to insert himself. And I think he can do it. We just He just is going to have to do it. This is just the way that it's going to be to be a member of the Thunder that plays. Yeah. You will no longer be handed minutes. That's over. I agree. I'm... I've, I mean, I'm not scared because there is nothing to be scared of. Uh, but it's um, he's not guaranteed of a spot next year, I don't think. Um, I think that he is one of the guys that will compete hard for a roster spot in training camp. Yeah. I mean, I too. he is maybe an advantage over like a few other guys, but still, I, I put him ahead of JRE. Mm-hmm. But even like putting him ahead of Trey Mann is it's not fair. I mean, I don't think that he that Trey is a worse NBA player than than Pokushevsky today. He may have less upside, but he like I think he's in a different. Um, <coughs> sorry, bless you. Um, uh, in a different um, tier yeah. of players. I think there would be teams interested in trying out Trey Mann. I'm mm-hmm. not sure there is the same feel about Pokushevsky. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Maybe he'll get the Euro bomb, the, the World Cup bump. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, I'd like to see Poku get one more shot at it, but I also think that they want to play small. They want to play Kenrich, and even Keontae Johnson is going to get a chance to play Yeah, this year. And so I just don't think there's as many maybe. minutes up for grabs. Yeah, I mean, at least a short stretch of time. I yeah. think Keontae will get a chance. And he's a, I mean, he's a forward, you know. Yeah. He plays forward. Uh, okay, let's see. What else? Mitic actually signed his contract with the Thunder, a two plus one. He will. They will have the option of making him a restricted free agent and having longer team control over him, which I think is, is he's good. He's awesome. So... Yeah, I mean, he's he's one, too, that I know that he and Poku don't play the same position, but they have so many guys that can play up a position that, mm-hmm. that he will take minutes from 
players that were just being handed minutes last year. Like that is going to happen. I'm positive. I mean, um, as I said yesterday on Thunder After Dark, I have an idea in the back of my mind of Mitchich because I watched two years ago and then I watched some Euro basketball and I want to dive into his films, but the more I I do it, the more I just see a player that there is no way he sits on the bench for too long. Yeah. I mean, he has some, clearly it's not Luka Doncic. Uh, he's not like a guy that will command 35 minutes, um, but he can play and he can play. I watched this game. It was the EuroLeague finals uh, in 2021. So a year and a half ago. Um, and his teammates were, I mean, there was Shane Larkin um, that used to play for yep. the Celtics. Um, and then Kuro Simon, who is a Croatian player, who is a guard. So Istanbul was playing with three guards. And you could see Mitchich taking turns with that a two and running the point. He was clearly the better of the three in organizing play and just playing pick and roll. Mm-hmm. But he was down, was really effective as an awful guy. Not that the other two were really interested in passing him the ball, but I think that in a in an offense where you you see the ball if you move well around, um, Mitic can create damage both as a main guy and as a spot up shooter because his shot is really good. Yeah. So again, I'm I'm really really high on the guy. Um, he he's uh, also he tra- also plays a style that fits the way the Thunder want to play and. He will be accentuated by the way the Thunder yeah. play basketball, as was, and he's he's a better player than Isaiah Joe is. But I'm just saying that like Isaiah Joe, who's about they're probably roughly the same size of player. Mitch is probably a little bit bigger. Yeah, um, bit, yeah. But Isaiah Joe was just like some dude that was cut from the Sixers yeah. that came in and was like, whoa, 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 the Thunder got that guy. Wait, what did they have to give up to get him? Nothing? Nothing, Nothing to get him? And and I just want people to just realize that like the Thunder have built an offense that really does just bring guys in and make them look better than they are. And just help what it is is they it just knows how to perfectly accentuate what they do well. Yeah. I think that's the case for Wiggins. I think that's the case for Joe. And I think that Mitch is just gonna be similar. That you're gonna see this guy and you're gonna be like, whoa. I cannot believe the Thunder brought him in. And I know that they in a, yeah. it was in a trade, but in a lot of ways it's a free agent acquisition because they had to convince him to come over that he yeah. could play on this team. I'm still just I'm still in shock when I think about it that they got him to play for this team. I thought the Turkish situation clearly helped because like uh yeah. the de- depreciation of the local currency He's making like life hard on like teams that pay American, well, not not non-Turkish player in mm-hmm. U.S. dollars. So yeah. they those salaries are going to be unattainable to to many teams in, in Turkey. So that ha- that really was a factor. But Mises could have like were like offers from Spain, from yeah. Germany, and he said, "Well, okay, let's go." Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, in terms or of or he could have forced a to, trade too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say, okay, I'm not coming. Just like a, trade me away. Yeah, like trade me to Denver if you want me to come, yeah. and you can get an asset back. But he decided to come to this team and decided to take a role on this team, and I'm yeah. really interested to I, see what it looks like. I still think that in his mind, he's better than many. Maybe not. Maybe not better than Shea. Maybe not better than. I mean, maybe not. Okay, don't don't say maybe not. No, no, in his head. In his head. Oh, I'm okay. saying in his head. Okay. Um, yeah. What are the what's the what's the uh, what's the number of players that you you think that he thinks are better than him that are on this team? One. <laughs> I think I think one. And a lot of With it's just because possibly of these two guys are, on the same tier. Well, he is. it is some of it just because of the age of the player. You think. He's a he's a guy that won a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I I know, I know. Yeah. So I mean, we were when and and if you see how he plays, I I think he thinks himself as a top five guy on his on this team. 
And you say top he might five. Be. Yeah, he might be. I can't say right now that you're wrong. He may he may end up being top five yeah. guy on this team. He's gonna he's gonna have to go earn it. You know. Sure. Sure. But I mean there are there are a lot of points in this game that have to be NBA tested. I mean the fact that yeah. he's a great pick and pick and roll guard, um, can he do it when there is like not the best defender because like if Mitzich is guarded by the best defender on the opponent's team, then we've won the lottery twice. Um if it's the third best guy, you still have to beat him and, and get to the basket, which he was doing against Mirotic and, and guys like that in Europe. Mm-hmm. But those were not like top NBA guys yeah. in terms of physicality and whatnot. Um the defense, the rebounding, they're all a sort of thing that we need to check. But the fact that he has a great basketball mind, a great touch, um, an insane timing in pick and roll, those are stuff that are there. And as of today, I'm willing to bet, as you may tell from what I'm saying yeah. today. No, I, I think that there will be lineups. I mean, like the starting lineup, and you just put him in there instead of Dort. Like, boy, that's going to be, that's tough to defend. Because everybody yeah. can handle, everybody can make. I mean, it's the same stuff we've been talking about this whole time. It's like yeah. when we go through the draft process, like can they make a decision? Like, do they can they fit, fit into the way the Thunder want to play? Like he does, very much so, and he can shoot, and he's going to help space the floor. It's really the defense piece. Is like, can you play he and Giddy out there at the same time with Shea? And J Dub, like it's, it's, it basically will come down to has J Dub taken a big enough step up as a defender in order to handle the best guy? Because I think yeah. like he and Shea will be positive defenders. Chet will be a positive defender. Giddy's not bad, but he's not going to be a great player on the on defense. Yeah. And the Mitchich is just a lot smaller, you know. And so, and like the drop off from he to Dort, I mean, it's. They may play offense defense with those guys <laughs> at times, yeah. you know, in in like a very important game. Cause you I mean what Mitchich takes off the table, that's exactly what Dort brings and vice versa. And so it's yeah. a very interesting pairing of those two in particular, because Mitchich is like great decision maker, great in the pick and roll, can shoot it. You know, Dort, outstanding defender just plays just recklessly as a defender and in, in a good way where like Mitchich, I don't really know what he's going to look like as a defender yeah. at the NBA level. And it's, and it's also tough by looking at films because you can, it's, it's the difference of being like a half a step in, in EuroLeague is different from the, from the NBA. Yeah. So if a guard can stay in front of a guy like Nick Kalatis, which mm-hmm. I think he played in college uh, and then he went back to Greece, um, which was an okay guard, which yeah. he's an okay guard. He played for, for, he played for the Grizzlies. Yeah, Collective he had a stint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not like really good. Um, so Mitchell defended him pretty well, I would say comfortably. Um, does that mean that he can guard the third best player on, the, on, a, on a playoff team? I have no idea. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, he wants to. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a guy that wants to defend. It's not that he takes turn like possessions off. I'm yeah. just saying, athletically, can he be with? Um, can he guard? Oh, let's. I'm trying to find a name um, that makes sense. Um, Christian Brown. Can, yeah, he can't guard Christian Brown. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. I think I think he can. Because like in a lineup where you're playing the let's say the Thunder matchup with the Nuggets in round one, one one v eight. Mm-hmm. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was man. Very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man and the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, that might be who he's matched up with. Yeah. In, in stretches of the game. Where he doesn't, the pressure's not necessarily on him. Because I do think that, like, J-Dub and SGA will take on tougher assignments. Mm-hmm. Now... Again, the question becomes, can you play he and Giddy for large stretches of time and the defense not yeah, fall you off Yeah, you can hide one on MPJ because he will shoot every single time. So Yeah, it's true. You can put Giddy on MPJ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, uh, I need to watch more. But uh, so far, so good. I'm really interested to see how... And again, for, for you, a player, it's, it's also part of can they adjust to the 82 game schedule can they they played a lot uh the teams who play usually play a lot but can they adjust to the american life can they adjust to being in a completely different environment um but yeah with mitch's so far so very good Mm -hmm. uh okay the uh the pick protections were finally released for this denver pick and it's top five protected, which we kind of had assumed in the for twenty twenty nine, and that's pretty great for the Thunder. It's great value. It's a it's just one of those like mutually great trades that I think will be done more often. Mm-hmm. I think teams like the Pelicans who have a lot of picks, and teams like Houston who has a lot of picks, um, and even the Nets may look at this trade and say, oh, okay, when we have a year where we have four or five picks, this is actually a pretty good model of how to extend the asset, pay a little bit, but get something much better in return. Yeah. And, you know, really help stabilize, like, the franchise in the future. Because, honestly, four picks in next year's draft, 
it's looking and we won't know until we see Utah play, but a lot of there's a lot of people that think Utah that Utah pick will not convey to Oklahoma City mm-hmm. next year. Um, which will probably be a blessing <laughs> for yeah. for the Thunder in general. I just don't think that you want too many picks in this next draft. Um, yeah, I have something to say about the picks, mm-hmm. um, which may sound, I don't know, I'll just say it and then we'll see how it sounds. Um, those are, in the future, are picks that have likelihood to convey. I would say high likelihood. But suppose that Denver is bad mm-hmm. and they don't convey the picks to Orlando. Um there is only there could be only one year where OKC has control of that pick, which is 2029. Mm-hmm. And granted, in order for that to happen, it means that Denver is bad, 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 bad for two seasons in a row, which is extremely unlikely. Um, but there is a chance that that pick doesn't convey. And we thought that with Houston, I said, okay, those are really a lot of picks, three plus two swaps mm-hmm. or two plus two swaps. And in reality, the likelihood of those picks not to convey is not zero. It's actually pretty high. Yeah. Um, especially with Houston being bad, I'm not sure. Well, I I would bet that they are not uh, the top three on the top on the bottom of the league next year. They can sneak in and get again a top five pick. Yeah. Which for OKC means that the Chris Paul to Russell Westbrook trade is not like as good as thought. Yeah. Granted, you do it anyway, even if you because now you know about Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you don't have any assurance that that is a first round pick, there is still risk. Um, and and again, I mean, it's it's odds. It's against the odds, but there is a there is a a chance where you pay the first round pick that is going to convey. Uh, late in the in the first uh, late in the draft, a second round pick to get a worst second rounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's not high, but it's not zero. It's I mean, it's possible. You have to be at different levels of incompetence to make it happen, though. The Thunder picked inside the top five once. Yeah, during their tanking, one yeah. time. I know. So I'm just saying it's a lot of people think, oh my gosh, this Thunder, they've been losing for so long, man. What a terrible team. What a terrible friend. But Houston picked three times. And I said different levels of incompetence. Yeah. You have to be like Houston who have been at a level of incompetence that has been, it's been disastrous to the point where they're like, how do we solve this problem? We signed Dylan Brooks to twenty million a year. What do you say? <laughs> what meeting could you? I mean, imagine sitting in on that meeting and and agreeing that they, yes, yes, this is the idea. This is the way that we get better. I mean, yeah. even Detroit, like Detroit, has picked first. They pick fifth, fifth, first, seventh. Yeah, you know, and they have. Again, been, it's those three years. If that happens again, and we had like two teams over the past four years to do that, so it's again, not in. Possible. Levels of incompetence happening I know, there but too. Say that 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 Jokic goes somewhere else, like training horses, just not playing in the NBA, and the GM, yeah, is fired, and you have like a terrible GM. It's again, it, it's not dissimilar to hey, Houston has one of the best GMs. Let's trade with him. There is no incompetence there in terms of general manager. And boom, in three years, you have like a terrible. Franchise. Yeah, it's, I'm not saying it's impossible. So, I'm just saying yeah. like it's unlikely. It is unlikely. I would I would bet against it uh, with in the same way that I bet against Houston being a top five pick on the draft, a top five team on the draft next year. So I, yeah. I, I bet that OKC gets that pick. I would um, guess they will as well, spending the way that they did. Det- Detroit, yeah. though. Detroit, we ever going to have a job? I don't know. Um, but if it doesn't, then we also need to... Th- think about Cade. Um, They're about to have, next year will be draft number five for Troy. And they are not there. And they feel further away than they've ever been. Yep. 
Yeah, it's not that they pick bad players. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, they've done fine. Yeah, they they didn't collect. I don't know. I mean, the K thing is is bad, 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 bad. The K thing is is tough. It's also like just the Wiseman Bagley, just nonsense. Yeah, those are weird, but but those are not consequential to why they are so bad. I mean, those are like perplexing moves. Yeah. Um, uh, but the fact that that Kate is not healthy enough, and and it's just not, it's not, it's not come to fruition yet. The yeah. like Kate was supposed to be one of those guys, and he could the still guy who be. goes he number could... one in every single draft besides the one that have LeBron James and Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, and we haven't seen that. Like JDAB had moments in his rookie season that were better than most of what Kate showed. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. I don't feel that I'm exaggerating too much. I mean, the hype today for the the hype at the end of the season for JDAB is huge, yeah. immense, and he's a rookie as well. So I don't know. Uh, I really hope that Kate has an amazing season. Um, I think he's still good. I'm still a believer in Kate. Yeah, but to which degree? Like, I think it'd still be first team All NBA guy. I think it's I think it's in the cards for him. Okay, he's, he's got to he's got a long way to go to get there, but I do think that he's got the talent to get to for that to be a possibility for him. Half a pizza, half a pizza, half a pizza. He's Let's not do it. an All NBA guy over the next three seasons. Three seasons. Oh man, that seems. That seems rough. What about four seasons? Okay. Okay. I'll do it. Half a pizza. I think we're at even on our pizza bets right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Half a bet on Cade being first team All-NBA in the next four seasons. Yeah, I'll take that. By the way, like, remember all the SGA and pick six for Cade rumors? That seems... Yeah. I mean, if... It just seems like nonsense now, doesn't it? To think about Giddy yeah. and Shea for Cade <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Really, and even for any of those guys in that draft, to be honest. Yeah. Like anybody that went ahead of Giddy, Shea and Giddy for anybody that went ahead of them. Just oh, seems no, like no, 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 no. Just I wouldn't trade nonsense. Giddy for, for Barnes, and I already said that, and I would yeah. still be in for that. I'm not sure that I would sniff around uh green but i would not i would not but, but but i i think there is a chance that maybe someone can get a player out of him um even mobley i mean i'm i know that he's uh, I'm, I'm not saying he's worse than giddy i'm not um but the second season was a little bit of a question mark to me yeah. development is not linear he can come back and be just insanely um effective on both ends mm-hmm. um but yeah um yeah i'm not there yet saying okay he is the guy he was I, I he was good to have him he was good in year two but he's got to shoot yeah and he doesn't shoot it well from the line and he doesn't shoot it well from three yeah and so that it's just hard like, i mean like also for the thunder like the thunder need chet to shoot it well you know for him to make like his maximum impact on the team. I sure. Think, I think he will. But, you know, I think a lot of people thought Evan would have had a better shooting season than he did last year. He's 21%. Chet will take three. time in terms of shooting. Yeah. But I'm I'm not foreseeing him attempting so many if he's not able to make them. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Chet will be inefficient next season. Um I don't think that he will hoist like a three is shooting 28% from three. Mm -hmm. And I don't see him as a below 75% free throw shooter. Yeah. I don't either. And that seems even low. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. We've seen him just in summer league, but he shoots, shoots well from the line. Yeah. In summer league. But, uh, yeah, the protections are good. Uh, other news that happened while I was out is that Rudy Gay was waived. 
Not a surprise. Not sure he can really help anybody. Uh, I know. Yeah, Phoenix will try. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a whirl. Uh, great career for Rudy Gay, but I think he's I think he's about done. And then they signed Jack White to a deal that I believe is first year. I've already said this. I believe first year partially guaranteed, second year non guaranteed. So he could be cut if you know if they need to, or he could be traded. You know, there's there's a lot of ways that this roster is going to shake out. And truth be told, this roster is going to stay pretty much just like this, unless there's like an offer for like a Ty Ty Washington or Garuba or Jack White or JRE or Poku or Trey. Do you Mayen see or, someone offering from for Ty Ty Washington and or Garuba? I don't know. It seems so far fetched to me that a team knows that Houston wants to give them away or see them give give them to Atlanta and just doesn't try to say, oh, wait, wait, oh, I'll take them. Different levels of incompetence, man. I think yeah. there's also pressure on them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think anybody's desperate to get Tata Washington or Usman Garuba or Trey no. Mann or Jeremiah Robinson Earl or Jack White. I don't think anybody's desperate no, to get those guys. No, but for Trey Mann, I, I, I do think that there will be maybe more than a team saying, yeah, all right. I'll give you a top 40 protected second round pick. and Sure. Yeah, I think teams would do that. Yeah. yeah. For Tai Tai, I don't see that. Yeah. Spotrack has Jack's second year guaranteed. I think that's wrong. Okay. I'll say that. You heard him, man. I believe that that's if, incorrect. If that, is, if that is right, though, uh, which is not, <laughs> that changes a little bit in terms of the future of Jack White. We need to see him. We yeah, we'll start see. Thinking I mean, I sat next about to him as a, Yeah, I sat next to people that were Jack White fans that are from Australia. They're, um, they like him too. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's got, I mean, weirder things have happened. Like he can make the roster. I'm not saying he can't make the roster. I think that everybody's going to have a chance. I think that they want to take these 21 guys into camp and just say, all right, have at it. Like let's figure out. Are, let's figure out who's good. Yeah, there are maybe twelve spots that are already taken, and the last nine yeah. guys will fight for three. Yeah, I think that's right, and I think that it will be a, a fair fight. And I don't know what they want to do with Oladipo, and I think Alex and I'll talk probably more in detail about that because I think Alex has some mm-hmm. strong opinions. I don't have that strong of an opinion about it. I, I just think that. Um, We'll see how much Presti values a big expiring contract. Like, that's all. That's yeah. kind of what I think when I see that. I think Bertans will make the roster, and I think his contract could be valuable in trade. And I think just having just another big guy that can shoot the ball is helpful to this team Yeah, to just use, you know, maybe for th- three weeks in February when they just want to get a different look at the roster. You just throw Bertans out there, you know, during the second and third quarters and – let him bomb a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Unless someone has to clear space and is willing to pay a lot. Yeah. Um, like say 30 millions and I don't have a contract in mind uh, that fits that. Then OKC could package um, Breton's man and all the depot and get just yeah. a 30 million contract that maybe extends to next season yeah. as well. Yeah. That is something that OKC can do to trim the number of players. And they will have, of course, a more expensive salary next next season, which mm-hmm. is not something that I expect them to have. Uh, but if the player is like even mildly functional for what they want to do, I, I think that they will just look at it and say, okay, mm-hmm. I have these 30 minutes in my books. I can get 32 and, mm-hmm. and get maybe a first rounder. Yeah. Again, maybe as part of a bigger trade. Um, I don't know how and and why and who, but those those can be actions that you you see OKC doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And I mean, you, if you look back at the play-in game, the final one in Minnesota, I mean, do you do you remember the like the nine guys that played? You had their starting lineup. 
And then like the guys that mainly played off the bench, Isaiah Joe, Lindy Waters, Aaron Wiggins, Wiggins. Dario Saric. You know, there are minutes to be had in key rotation. Like, God bless Lindy Waters the third. But those are Kenrich. Yeah, Kenrich and Chet. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. And you have Mitzich. And then you have probably one between Jang and Kasson. Sorry, Kaysen. Boy. Um, (laughs) And you are already there. Yeah. Uh, No, that's just just kind of my point is that the team feels similar, but it's going to be it's going to be quite a bit different yeah. going into next quite year. Quite a bit better. It's going to be quite a bit better. Like the, the, like from top to bottom, the amount of like rotation talent that's going to be throughout the roster is like, it's different. It's going to be different. You know, I'm not sh- like, I like Aaron Wiggins a whole lot. I just am not for sure that Aaron Wiggins is going to be in the rotation next year when it comes down to like actually like competing, trying to win games. Whereas yeah. like last year he was, I do believe that he deserved, he earned those minutes last season. Mm-hmm. But I do think that bringing in Mitchich, bringing in Kaysen, and we don't know, that, like we'll, we'll see what Kaysen ends up being. But you draft that dude in the top 10 in a, in a good draft too at that. That I, I think that that guy could take priority you know, oh, even yeah. over a guy like Isaiah Joe, who was, he was basically their sixth man when it came mm-hmm. down to it. And then Jang too. I think, I think Jang has an opportunity to really seize some minutes early on just because of his size and the positional versatility that he possesses. I think, I think there's a lot there, Yeah, you know, where like the, and almost more. the entire bench that we saw in that playing game may not be a yeah. part of what we do at all with Joe, Waters, Wiggins, Sharks is already gone. Joe. Yeah. It could In be. In a different role. Like, yeah. not a 30-minute kind of guy. Maybe um, a 12-minute kind of guy. Yeah, 12, 15, something like that. Yeah. And the more I think about Jeng, the more I I think that he's more of a true wing yeah. than forward. And I kind of think he can play more as a wing in this team. Okay. Mm, like, yeah, I think that if he can, like we already said probably last week, but if he can play minutes at the two, that would be like guarding twos or like stuff like that. Wings, that that is going to be very important mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, okay, anything else before we go? Hmm. I had something in my mind that I want to discuss with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I want to ask you a mm-hmm. question that uh, me and Brett got yesterday okay. on Thunder After Dark, which I think um, I want to ask you, which is what number of wins will make you A, excited, B, feeling okay, or C, disappointed? Uh, I think I would be disappointed... If they won like 37 games. All right. I think I'd be feeling okay if they won like 42 games. And then I think I'd feel like excited if they won between like 47 and 50 games. Come on, 47 excited. Okay. That's a seven win improvement. I mean, let's look at the teams that won 47 games last year. You know what I mean? Don't try to rationalize. I'm, I'm trying to, like, you need to to feel that. Like, my team won 47 games. Like, it's not exciting. Let's say 50. 50 is, hey, exciting. Like, I, 50 is, I mean, that's obviously, very, it's very exciting. I, I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Like, Sacramento won 48 games last year. Was it an exciting season? Yes. For them. Yes. Of course. Phoenix won they 45 games. It was it exciting? Golden State won. Them? But, McKelly, it's all about expectations. No, it's about feelings. Like, 
We all know that 50 is 50. 50 would be like, great. If like, you go there, yeah. that is okay. That is the arrival. So That is pure joy. That yeah. is wow. It would be like the, what the Cavs did last year, right? It would be like what OKC did last season. It's wow. They won 40 after winning like 20-something. Yeah. That's another big... It's a big... It's another big jump. But like I said, with like the rotation pieces, it's not impossible that they do it. It's not impossible that they do it. Would I bet on it? No. No. No, me neither. No, no, no. That, that is why. If I'm betting on something, I, I, I'm i like more than convinced that that is going to be like an attainable um, level of success. And I would be, huh, Okay. But if I want to like to feel something like, I don't know, like 44, 45, that is okay. That is exactly what w- I thought. Would playoffs, would, okay, let's say it's 47 and they're the fifth seed. Would that, would that, that help your, would that help your feelings? A bit. Okay. What if they're 47 and the fourth seed? Home games? Mm, about the same. Home, home playoff, home Playoff games, home court I know, advantage. It doesn't feel right. It's going to be one of those like weird playoff uh, moments, regular season moments, where there are like three teams um, together at forty-seven, and like for some weird calculation. No, I'm talking about like feeling this. Yeah. Like you, when you get to the fiftieth win, you just wow. Fifty wins feels good. I would okay. agree. Fifty wins feels really good. Um, yeah. I mean, teams that won 50 games last year, the Cavs, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the East, and then the West, it's only the Grizzlies and Nuggets. And that 50 wins didn't feel so great for the Grizzlies last year, which also yeah, just tells you, like, a lot of people are going to sleep on the Grizzlies going into this season. And there's a, there's a, there's fair, there's fair reasons for it. But that team, through all the turmoil, through all the craziness, yeah, they won, 50. won 51 games. Yeah, like that's a really good team. Yeah. So I just lost Dylan Brooks though, which and I should think they, they and gained Marcus Smart more. Yeah. So I would say just I don't know. I'd watch out for Memphis. I think they're still gonna and and also I mean they have other things going like Brandon Clark thing is is kind of low key. Yeah, I don't expect them. them to be bad. I just don't expect them to be as good as last year. Yeah, I think that's fair. If they win 47, exciting, according to you. Um, no, I would not be surprised. no, that's not exciting for them. Come on. Now you're moving the goalposts on me. Yeah, I think I think 37 is disappointing, where you're just like yeah. below where you were last year, which is also like with the 50 wins, there's like there's two ends of the spectrum that are possible. Is it possible that the Thunder only win 37 games next year? Yes. Is it yeah. possible that they win 50 games next year? Yes. Is the most likely thing in between? Yes. Yes. So, And all this is if everyone plays. Because, of course, if by game 21, like, Shea is out of this for the season and Chet is out for the season, yeah, that everything doesn't count. Yeah. Then, and yeah. we'll be miffed anyway, yeah. uh, even if they win 37 under these circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't know. There's there's a lot of variables that you don't have control over, but it's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, okay, so we are going to have a regular podcast week this week. So we'll be back on Wednesday with Alex, Friday pod on Friday. The following week, I will be out, but I, I think we're going to try to keep the same schedule, but you guys yeah. are just going to do the pod without me, and I will publish from an undisclosed location. So, yeah. Um, and yeah. then in, I think it's the week later. Yeah. I'm going to do some, I'm going to do something that is, I don't know. I'm going to podcast from France. Wow. For two weeks in a row. Wow. So we'll have hotel connection. Wow. We'll have noisy environments. Yep. And we'll have just friends all around me. Yeah. Which pretty good bear. Baguettes. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Baguettes. <laughs> yes. Mostly oysters. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh I look forward to that. Also, as Thunder fans, like 
we can look forward to uh, basketball at the end of August, I believe it starts. I think it's going to be on ESPN, but like watching Team Canada is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And Team Australia will be fun. Yeah. Uh, Mitchich is not playing, so that yeah. isn't less fun. But I think Jack White will probably also be playing on that Team Australia. Uh, so more things to look forward to, more stuff for us to cover. But we're going to be around. We're going to keep going. So uh, you can look forward to that. Please tell people about our YouTube channel in particular. If you're watching this right now and you're not subscribed, please subscribe to it. Hit the like button right now. Uh, Help us with the little algorithm stuff if you could. But yeah, please subscribe. If you know people that listen or if you're listening right now in your car and you don't subscribe to our YouTube channel, please go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would be very helpful to us. It's going to be more of a point of emphasis for me next season for... Not only this, but for the Athletic NBA show as well. So go subscribe to both of those. That would be helpful to me. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.